you can survive if you guys pay attention. Some of you invest in stocks. Uber has been unprofitable for years. I mean, maybe since they started. And so you may say, how in the world have they been able to be unprofitable for all those years? It's because of now they're raising capital for sure from VC companies. And obviously once they went public. So that's another example, kind of on a much bigger scale of how you can go for a large periods of time with negative profits, but you can't lead, have any time, not a day with no cash. You might want to write this down. I like to think of the oxygen of a business is cash and cash flow. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. On today's episode, it's actually a recast of a webinar that I did on the David Peterson Coach P agent-only call back several weeks ago. We talked about a lot of different things, kind of dove a little bit more deeply into financials. And so hopefully this will serve all of you along your journey. So without further ado, let's get into the webinar I did with David Peterson and the Coach P agent only call. This podcast is brought to you by Autopilot Recruiting. Join over 1,200 State Farm agents in putting your recruiting on Autopilot. Any successful insurance agent will tell you how important team is. Finding those rock star team members doesn't happen when left to chance. It happens through consistent recruiting. You never know when you're going to lose a team member, and the key to an incredible team is constantly searching for the best talent. Autopilot Recruiting is a continuous recruiting service where you'll be assigned a recruiter that has been trained to recruit on your behalf every business day. This recruiter will take over and revamp your career plug, send out assessments, do pre-screened phone interviews, and schedule your in-office interviews. All you need to do is to show up and give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. This ongoing service is extremely affordable and a no-brainer for taking your insurance agency to the next level. Listeners of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast go to autopilotrecruiting.com and use the code clubcapital to get started. Again, autopilotrecruiting.com and use the code clubcapital to get started. Bradley, I have enabled sharing if you want to go ahead and pull up whatever you've got. But Bradley, welcome to the call, man. I'm glad to be here, my friend. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm really excited to hear from you. So I reached out to Bradley because, you know, we're getting near the end of the year. And Club Capital is one of the largest, if not the largest accounting firm for State Farm agents in the country. And that means y'all have a lot of data about what we are doing behind the scenes. And I know you can provide some very insightful information as to you know, how we can manage these businesses and make sure that we're not leaving money on the table. So I'm pumped to hear from you and I'm gonna turn it over to you. If you wanna start off by just kind of telling everybody who you are and, and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate being on here. I appreciate your friendship. And one of the core values that I personally believe 
is growth to contribution. And so I just want to acknowledge your own personal and professional growth. And then for you taking that and contributing to the lives of other small business owners and agency owners around the country. Secondly, one of my other core values is to provide value first and over deliver. And so I really hope in the next you know, 30, 45 minutes or so that I do that. I take it very seriously, people's time and most importantly, your attention. And I want to make sure that I give you a good return on that. So I've got to say this, State Farm's not reviewed any of this, approved this material. I know people hate this stuff, but it's you got to say it. Uh, and neither supports nor endorses the material presented. Additionally, State Farm makes no warranty regarding the accuracy or usability of the information contained in the presentation. Okay, there we go. Got that out of the way. All right, so you might want to know a little bit about who I am. So many of you hopefully have listened to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast Coach P was on there for the second time just a couple of weeks ago. Just an amazing episode. We really dug into recruiting. And then Alex is coming back on. His episode drops in two weeks. And so I talked to him also around recruiting and his process. You may not know, I am the founder of Business Growth Curator, and I have also been the founder and launched seven other companies since 2010. It's really funny, actually, if you would have told me that 10 years ago, I was going to be standing in front of or speaking in front of many of you talking about financials whenever I had no idea what I was doing. I would have told you that you're crazy. And so my journey, my father is a small business owner. He runs a farming operation. They do around four and a half million dollars in top line revenue. Got my degree. David, no comments on this. Got my degree in finance from Auburn. I actually orientated my desk today just for David. But I got my degree in finance and I should, Tyler, I see that comment. I know I don't have anything to stand on this year. We are beyond awful in football. But I got my degree in finance. My dad's a small business owner. At the end of the day, I should know how to run the business end of my business. I should have understood the financials of business and understood that I needed to adopt that skill. I did not. I made less money personally to my family my first three years in business than the year before I started. And I thought I was supposed to get in this to be able to set myself up for freedom, freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationships. And I had anything but that. Ultimately, my journey culminated into a specific point. I met with my accountant. He said, Bradley, congratulations. You made $33,000 in profit last year. And I, honest to goodness, asked him, that's fantastic. Where's that money? He said, what do you mean? Where's that money? You spent that money. I said, that makes no sense to me. I had less than $1,000 in my business checking account. I went into Amazon and bought a book. I don't recommend it. Uh, It was uh, Understanding Financial Statements. I could not get the understanding of profit and cash and the differences between the two. And so I just want to acknowledge that there's a lot of people on the call. Some of you are really highly skilled when it comes to your financials. Maybe you've had a mentor, your father, mother, maybe somebody you worked for previously that took you under their wing and helped you to understand that. Maybe you had a really good accountant to help you. And then some of you don't really understand that, don't understand how to wear the hat of being the CFO of your business. And so I really do hope to provide some value of kind of regardless of where you are in your journey to be able to help you. Okay. So that's a little bit about me. If you haven't listened to the podcast, not on my behalf, but because of some of the amazing guests that we have, like David and Alex and many other folks, we've 
starting in December, we'll, we'll cross three years since the podcast was launched. All right. So who is Club Capital? So they are indeed the largest agency focused accounting and advisory firm in the country, over 600 agents, almost a quarter of a billion dollars, actually now over a quarter of a billion dollars in tracked agency revenue. That data is really incredibly powerful. And it is 100% agency focused. And I think that's important because they really do understand you and your business and kind of where you are in your journey. I'm not a big PowerPoint slide person, but I do have some slides through this. And so I'm not going to PowerPoint you to death. We are going to interact in just a second. So really, what are some of the things that Club Capital provides? Obviously, monthly financials, accounting, taxes, both your business and personal taxes, just launched this year, CFO services. And I'll talk more about that when we get there, but it's really forward looking. Many of you may have been familiar with this idea of having a budget, but it's kind of always backwards looking versus forwards or looking. So if you're obviously on David's calls, and he's talking about recruiting and you want to understand the impacts of how that's going to impact your financials, your profitability, your cash flow then that's where those CFO services really do come into play. And we'll talk more about that in just a second. And then, of course, just being able to have some of the best-in-class technology to be able to benchmark yourself against peers. And I think it's important that I'm using the word benchmark and not comparison because David just said you can't be somebody else. Many of you can look to David and say, man, I kind of aspire to be where David is, but I think you can use David as the North Star, but trying to be David or replicate or change yourself to be David, as opposed to maybe how David thinks about things, you can definitely begin to adopt his mindset. Okay, so a quick poll, type it in the chat. What percentage of revenue do you spend on marketing? And if you have no idea, just type in, I have no idea. If it's a guess or a range, type that in the chat. If you do know, put that in. Let's see what people have said. No idea, six, 25%. Wow, okay. 7.2, that's a specific one, 15%, five. David, no clue, got it. Okay, cool. All right, second question. We got we got three questions. What percent of revenue do you spend on your employees, on your team? That is by far the largest percent of revenue that is applied in our financials, 80, 50, 42 Okay, great. So hopefully even this is helpful for all of you to be able to see kind of what some of your peers are sharing. And in just a second, I'm actually going to give you some industry benchmarks. And then David, at the end of this, what I've got is I've got a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet I'm going to send to you that we call the range of success that you can begin to plug in your own numbers. It's a super simple spreadsheet. Think about it very similar to the liability Tracker, okay, the liability fact sheet that you were showing earlier, very similar to that. It's going to be a one pager. You can begin to put your numbers in from last year and then kind of what you want them to be as you move into 2023. Okay, so I'll get to that in just a second. All right, last question Do you have an established cadence for taking distributions from your agency? Yes or no, somewhat. You just kind of take the money, hey, we need $5,000 for this. I'm just going to go into the bank and see if I have money in the checking account. That can certainly, that was me years ago. All right, so it's kind of like profit first, Ned, awesome. A lot of people with Club Capital use profit first and that methodology 
if you've not listened to the Mike McCallowitz, he's come on actually three times. He's the only three-time guest I've had. Go back and listen to him. I think it was about a year and a half ago. I don't know what episode that was. I mean, he talked through specifically Profit First. It's an awesome structure for managing your financials and being able to make sure that you pay yourself first. So it's a if you have not read that book, it's an awesome book to read. So I really think that there's this idea and David, I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts around this as well, is being the sales manager versus being a business owner. And what does that really mean? Now, for me, I call that the idea of the rainmaker's dilemma. I bet many of you are incredibly skilled yourself in being in sales. And many of you may have even been working for an agent at one time. You were maybe the top producer. And then when you got into this role of being the business owner, it was a little overwhelming. Man, there's so many hats to wear. I've got to not only be good at working with clients, but now I've got to recruit the team that's come up today. I've got to develop the team, which obviously that's exactly where David comes in to be able to say, okay, I can develop the team through Coach P's consulting on a weekly, regular basis, which is unbelievable value for what he's charging. You got to be not only the CEO, the COO, the chief sales officer, the CFO. Does anybody ever feel like that? It's like, man, it's just overwhelming. Janitor, chief janitor. Exactly. Yes. And so I do, I call it the rainmaker's dilemma of how much time do I spend in the different aspects of my business? And oftentimes I do believe that this hat, okay, think about these different hats in the business are hats that you want to have in your wardrobe of the business that you put on at different times. So I want to be clear. This is not about trying to give you the skills to become a, an accountant, to have to be a CPA, but it is about solid business skills, in some cases, tools, so that you can be able to make better decisions in your business and understand how it affects your financials so that many of you, look, you got in this business. I was making good money from somebody else. And I got in this business to be able to make more money to provide for my family, to able to make an impact in the community. So it's not all about just you making more money. And so this world of financials and profitability and taxes can kind of really be overwhelming. I think I saw that in the chat. It can be overwhelming overwhelming of understanding all the different things that you have to do in, in your business. Uh, David, you want to come off mute and just add any of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I could not agree more. I do think you're talking about comparison. It's a very dangerous game. I think moving from the salesperson to the manager to the business owner, I do think it has to be organic growth. And due to what you're going to get into is that we can't, most of us financially cannot come in day one and be CEO right? We have to wear a lot of hats at the beginning, but we have to be very intentional about paying attention to what we're doing. And as we continue to scale up, delegate the low level things off of our plate and move towards that business owner level. But it's got to start with a mindset. And if you have that here, you will get there eventually. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And then mindset and then the acquisition of certain skills and tools. And so regardless of where you are in your journey of understanding financials, I just want to suggest to you and invite you all to consider that these are things 
that you can develop. It's not about having to be really good in numbers. David's a numbers person. I'm not a numbers person. I can't. That gets into telling yourself a story. Begin to have a certain mindset around money and financials. And maybe even your parents or other people that were close to you when you were growing up did not have a healthy relationship with money. I was with some business owners last week and they one person was very open and vulnerable sharing with me that they did not have good examples with money. Now, some of you had amazing examples with money and financials. Okay. Some of you did, and some of you didn't. And so this, I just want to suggest to you are all things that you can learn and is a skill that you can develop. So I'm really curious about this next one, David, to get your thoughts on it is I'm going to go over four things that matter, your silent partner, and then using financials to be able to grow your agency. So I think there's four things. Number one is we've talked about recruiting today and David's last podcast just discussed that. And he did a masterful job of kind of breaking that down. Number two, training the team, which my goodness, that's exactly where he comes in play with Coach P. The marketing of the agency, all the marketing skills, and then meeting with big clients. David, you and I did not talk about this ahead of time. So I'm actually curious to get your thoughts on those four things. And then while he shares, I'd like to hear some other people share in the chat. What are your thoughts around your job being those main four things in the business? David? I think you nailed it. And I'm thinking of things right now that you possibly left off and I can't come to mind with any. And this is the goal, right? Is to take off one hat at a time to get to this. What should the CEO be doing? And these are the things right here, recruiting, training, marketing, which is essentially, you know, you're making sure that the agency is running, right? And that the phone is ringing. And then and lastly, meeting with big clients and being able to be in a position where you can cherry pick because the team is doing the rest of it. This is fortunately, I can say what my days look like and it's what I aspired to get to. Now, it took me years. It took me a long time to get there and a lot of struggle and good Lord, a lot of hats. But I truly think this is where our time should be spent as the business owner. To that point, I've talked to other people. They usually are able to articulate the things that they don't want to be doing. These are the things I don't enjoy. Okay, that's part of the process. So if those are the things you want to get off of your plate, you don't want to be doing, what are the things you should be doing? And so to David's point right there, to begin to move the trajectory of moving to becoming the business owner, wearing the business owner hat, becoming the CEO, as Brian said in the chat, becoming the CEO of your business, even if you've not operated in that role previously. Okay. To David's point, that's why it was a good segue, delegate or outsource everything else in your business. All right, so I want to talk about the managing of your partner. You probably didn't realize that whenever you got into business, you actually had a partner, at least you had a silent partner, and that's the government. And so in 2022, the top federal tax rate is nearly 40%, 37%. Then you've got state and local taxes, and yeah, this is not to scare anybody, but the IRS just hired 87,000 employees. I don't know where that's going. I have no clue. I don't have crystal ball with that. I'm just saying that there must be a reason. There's been a lot of money that's flooded, a lot of cash into the marketplace with a lot of PPP loans and many other things. And reason would be that that's probably a reason 
behind that. So what does that really mean? I think it really means that it's important for you to be able to stay on top of it. I think we all have had someone that we know, or at least have heard about, that has had to close their doors. Maybe it's a state farm agency, but certainly restaurants, others that just didn't pay their taxes. We're not on top of their taxes, got behind on a big tax bill. Unfortunately, somebody I know, not a state farm agent, owes the federal government right now $254,000 in taxes. He just shared that with me last week. Many of you say, what in the world? How in the world is that possible? Well, he had somebody that was stealing from him in his business. They were doing about $1.4 in revenue. Things were good. And he took his eye off the ball. He wasn't looking at numbers. He trusted this person. They stole money from the business that should have gone to payroll taxes. Payroll taxes were not being paid. And now through fees, penalties, and everything else, he owes $254,000 in taxes. Now, that's an extreme example for sure. But the important thing is that it is your responsibility to be able to stay on top of your financials, not just from a tax perspective, but to be able to maximize the opportunity in your agency. All right. So there's this idea of growing revenue or maximizing profits. You'll see that often. And so what the grow revenue people will say, push, it's all about top line, top line, top line. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but also how many of you have heard of somebody that then will cut staff, take marketing to zero, completely cut everything out. They cut their customer care team. They reduce their sales team just because they're not managing cash and they're wanting to maximize profits. And so where's the balance between those two things. And I gave a couple of extreme examples, but it's something for you to consider. What is your philosophy for where you are in your business? So I think that you do need to know what it means to be the CFO of your agency. As I was just saying, what are you working to achieve? You have to be able to measure your performance against your own expectations. And to be able to hold yourself accountable, just like you do your team. And that's really hard to do because I don't know about all of you, small business and sitting in the seat of the business owner CEO can be very lonely and very isolating at times. David, thoughts on just that? Yeah, so I was typing response to Stella, but I do have a personal story that just came out about this uh, about a week ago. And the agent may be on the call right now, but this is very easy, I think, for all of us to understand. This agent had a great start, crushed the early years, and then had a, a compliance thing pop up that kind of caught them off guard. They thought they were doing everything right. But as anyone knows that kind of went through what happened in the last few years ago, you know, they didn't see some of the data. And then 17, 18 came and the rate increases went up and they were they were losing cars. Right. And profits started to decrease. And during this time to focus on what you just said, make sure they were getting as much profit as possible. He terminated his highest producer because that person was also the most expensive. And yep. what he learned in hindsight, which absolutely crushed him and set him back, probably another 12 to 24 months is that once they lost that person that was riding the business, the floodgates absolutely opened on the cancellations and they were drowning. 
And they realized that person was the only one that had their thumb in the dam and was holding back the, the water. So you've got to look at this as an expense that is leading to an asset, right? It's not an expense that is pulling away from the bottom line. It is, you have a company mm-hmm. and you have to invest in your company to grow it. That story popped in my head as soon as you started talking about it. And it was a real life example of how you can really hurt yourself if you're not paying attention to the whole picture. That's great. Yep. So speaking of that, let's go into some real practical numbers for all of you, because I asked you some questions around marketing, investing in your team, employees, et cetera. And so you're going to probably want to take a screenshot of this whenever we get to it. And then the range of success that I'll send to David will be an Excel spreadsheet that you can begin to look through at your own numbers and try to begin to make a forecast of what you want your numbers to be. So let's go through on the left-hand side and just so you see the different categories. These are the main sections. So you've got your team, office, supplies, marketing, business development, business vehicle, professional services, other, and then you see the total expenses and then the industry average of profit. Now, what we've done is we took around 400 agents in 2021. That's a big sample size. And we said, okay, let's look at the client subset of the ones that are growing at greater than 20% year over year. What are they doing differently than just the industry averages? Because if we gave you industry averages, that's great. But for all of you, if you're investing with Coach P, you want to grow, you want to develop. So what does that look like when you see it on those agents that are doing greater than 20% year over year? Well, you can see number one, They're investing 4% more on average. Number two, office space down just a little bit. Supplies, 2% there. Look at marketing. Look at marketing. Now, if you were to go back when I asked that question, you know, there was obviously a lot of people, hey, I have no idea what that is or it was last year. Some of you said 10. I saw 20. I saw some fives, twos, et cetera. Well, the industry average is 5.5%. The top 20% that are really growing the most are investing the most in marketing. They've got a little bit more with their team, They're investing the most in marketing. They're investing in themselves in their own development, business development, business vehicle. You know, that's about normal professional services, about normal. I'm going to tell you something funny about other. You can see those numbers are, are the same. Oftentimes, now this is not a club capital thing. This is a Bradley comment. I call it personal yaya. It's like the business owner shoving all of your personal expenses and running it through the business. And then it shows up as other. Well, we've seen some pretty high other numbers. Let's just say that. Okay. Everything else looks pretty good. And you get to other and it's like 22%. What are you running through the business? That's 22% of your top line revenue. So in all the companies that I have that I'm a part of now, that I own, that I've been a part of in the past, we quite literally will pull and create a line that says, here's all the normal expenses. And then we actually put it below that says business owner, personal, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I get it. Some of you are running some things through the business. You Obviously, you're running your cell phone through the business, et cetera. But those are fine. You've got your vehicle, your truck, whatever, running through the business. But oftentimes, 
There's a bunch of other bull crap that has nothing to do with getting customers or keeping the ones you got. In fact, write that down. That may be a good thing for y'all to write down. When you're making investments, even investing in Coach P, it, it is helping you to do both of those. Get new customers and keep the ones you got. And so when I think about business expenses, I really kind of think about it as investments. Is this doing one of two things? Helping me get more customers or is it helping me to keep the ones that I got? Otherwise, I may be just wasting money. I think I can confidently say that if somebody went into any of your businesses objectively, there's five to 10% of just fat that's running through your companies that you don't even know about. There are charges, things that you have had on recurring that you don't even think about because it's 30 bucks, 70 bucks, 100 bucks. But if you actually went in there and said, do I need to really be doing that? Do I need to be investing in that? That you could become five to 10% more profitable just as somebody objectively came in and started looking through those. David, thoughts? With you 100%, we've got to smartly invest and periodically we got to see where our money's going because there is fat and there's a lot of it. Yeah, there is. Oftentimes there's a lot. And people are surprised by it often. Now, here's the deal. Metrics do vary by strategy. This is important. You may be in your second year of agency, your first year, your third year. And so there is a difference in some strategies than if you're in year 15. What year are you in, David? Uh, this is year 11. You're 11. Okay. Yep. So you're 11 versus year one versus somebody that's at year 25. So there are going to be some differences in strategy and that is okay. And that's why having someone that's able to say not only by just overall the number of agents, but also people in your area, Club Capital has that data, and by how long you've been in business. That's valuable information for you to be able to compare or benchmark, I should say, against other people. So here's kind of the bottom line. You want to get in the cadence of reviewing your financials monthly. Can I invite you to say, you know what? I want to be getting my financials by the 15th of the month. By the way, this is mine, just so you know. So across all companies, I have all my financials by the 15th. On the 20th of every month, I spend the whole day reviewing those financials. That's my cadence to do that. Two, you want to compare your financials to prior periods, not just month over month. That's a good comparison. Quarter over quarter and certainly year over year. Those are the three periods you want to compare. Because if somebody told me, I just did a podcast on this called 350 pounds. And if I said somebody's 350 pounds, you say, okay, well, where were they a year ago? Because if they were 700 pounds a year ago, David, We'd be celebrating, wouldn't we? Man, that's amazing. What if they are 175? So if you told me that your financials, we do 50,000 a month. Great. Where were you a year ago? Were you at 30? That's amazing. What if you were at 65,000 a month and everywhere in between? Okay. So comparison to your own prior periods is really, really important. You don't have to type this in the chat. But I would even urge you, one of the questions I probably should put in there is, do you know your average, take out bonuses, do you know your average monthly run rate? That's what I call it, a monthly run rate. 
do your financials, you typically bring in 40,000, 50,000, 60,000. Do you know that top line number? If you don't, that's okay. That's just an opportunity for you. Three, developing a three-year forecast and a budget. And then number four, using industry benchmarks like we've been talking about. So those are the four things that I hopefully I would take away from this to say, okay, can I get on a cadence to review my financials monthly, compare it to certain prior periods in the past. I want to develop a three-year budget because I now that goes along with me. I believe, I don't know, David, if you want to chime in on this, I'm a big believer of setting a three-year vivid vision for your business of where you want to go. And then I match that up, not just sales targets, but I match that up with where I want my three-year forecast to be. So a forecast is always looking forward. So if I say, hey, I want to be at $2 million in top line revenue by the end of 2025. Okay, great. Here's the sales numbers we've got to hit to make that happen. And then here's what the financials would look like as well. And this is the kind of stuff that Club Capital can really help you with. All right. So here's what this looks like at Club Capital. So monthly accounting, taxes, and then the new advisory services, and even some people advisory services to really take your agency to the next level. I want to show many of you, all of you have an accountant. So what's it kind of look like if you compare to other ones? Look, you can do it yourself. That's going to be kind of low quality, certainly low scalability. A traditional bookkeeping firm that many of you may have. You can certainly try to do it in-house, fully staffed. It's going to be very expensive. It's going to be high quality. That's really kind of where Club Capital comes in is both high quality and high scalability for what you are investing on a monthly basis. Here's kind of an example of what a KPI dashboard would look like. And I can show, I've got a demo in just a second, if everybody would like to see a little bit of a demo reports and, and it's kind of on the backside of what it actually looks like to be in the portal. So you've got your revenue, expenses, profit, profitability. But think about this. All of you are measuring your auto numbers, your life insurance numbers, life premium numbers, your actuals against a target. Are you doing the same thing with your financials? Are you saying, hey, this month we did $50,000 in top line revenue, but my target was to do 45. That's fantastic. So what are some of those targets? Again, we talked about employee expenses. That is by far the biggest expense that everybody is investing in is in their team, as it should be, by the way. And marketing is one of the second biggest expenses. And then lastly, you can see on there, tax planning tax planning. So should we be setting aside 15 to 20% based on your profitability year to date? That's good information. Just like the example of the guy who obviously had no idea what was happening in his business. Here's what some of the peer benchmarking looks like. And so you're able to see if you, I know it's a little hard to see down at the bottom, but it says in the green zero to two years, two to five, five to 10, and then over 10. So depending on where you are and how long you've been a business owner, then you're not able to only see everybody's numbers. And of course, it doesn't show people's names. It's just showing in bubbles based on that month, based on that quarter, or based on that year. So if you can see, you can sort it by quarter, year, or month. So if you wanted to see what somebody's revenues were 
agents at revenues were in March of this year that utilized the club capital, then for, you know, obviously it's going to include scorecard, then you were able to do that right from the portal. And again, it's all confidential from the perspective of not seeing people's names, but you at least get an idea of where you stack up. And so, again, I saw somebody in the chat put comparison is the thief of joy. I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. And so there is a big difference, though, between comparison and at the same time, understanding where your peers are in benchmarking. So Mm -hmm. you've heard me, if you do listen to the podcast, you've heard me mention this around CFO services, but it really is important to be able to, and we use this exact same software in all all the companies I'm a part of, is the biggest investments that you're going to make is in your team and in marketing. And so if you were going to, somebody I was talking to last week was going off of a, they were pretty fired up. They're about to hire three salespeople at one time, and then they're going to do the same thing next year. So I mean, they're kind of all in and they've been doing really, really well. And their business have been growing like crazy, growing a million dollars in top line PNC premium every year. And so he's kind of pushing all the chips on the table. And I challenged him on that, not necessarily so much on the strategy at all. That's not my job to do that. But has he actually ran the numbers and does he have the cash for what those people are going to do for that first three months? And, you know, he said, I did some back of the napkin type stuff. And so when we dug into it a little bit more, he was like, wow, you know what? I'm going to be shelling out a lot of cash for about five or six months, hiring three people all at once when he hasn't done something like that before. So just really getting ahead of some of your strategic business decisions. And I know some people are asking some questions in the chat. So I'll certainly, David, if you want to curate those in just a second, I'll make sure I don't want to miss gloss over any of those in just a second. So, okay. But really looking ahead and understanding how's this going to affect my profit and how's that going to affect my cash on hand. I shared with you very vulnerably my own story. You know, my first year I made a profit in the business. He said, yeah, great. You made $33,000 in profit. And I'm thinking I got $1,000 in the bank account. Where's that money? I need that money. If that's in some phantom bank account somewhere, like I'd like to get access to that. And I just did not understand the difference between profit and cash and what that's going to mean whenever you decide to make a higher strategic hire to bring someone on. And that's kind of where having a business roadmap, looking ahead, not always looking back on your financials. And that's how I differentiate between a budget and actually looking forward with making a forecast for your business. How are you performing against your own plan? So all of you set a business plan. Hopefully you review that. You've set your goals for the year. You want to achieve chairman circle. You want to write a thousand autos. You want to produce X amount of life premium and life apps, et cetera. I'd invite you to consider doing the exact same thing with how all of those activities revert down to and how they get converted into financials for your business. And I think this is a big place where it's kind of overlooked. It's overlooked to say, I don't know if I have time for that. That's not a skill that I have but it is a skill that you can really develop. I've made so many much better decisions across all the businesses and made more money because I would check my assumptions through how that's going to impact the financials. Doesn't mean it's perfect by no means, 
but it's helped check me from my emotions. You go to a meeting, you get super fired up, you get around David and David is really, I, I mean this sincerely, your inspiration to a lot of people. And so then it's like, I don't know how that's going to affect my financials. I'm just going to go make it happen. Not saying you're not going to do it, but walking into it, understanding how that's going to affect your profitability, your cash, your ability to take money out of the business. I don't know if many of you have possibly at times said, hey, I'm going to invest in the business and then cash gets tight and you end up actually paying yourself less. So now you've brought people into the business that you're investing in. You know, you've got to make their pay. And so you end up cutting back on what you're paying yourself because of that. All right. Last couple of things here. And then I'll certainly answer, go into some Q&A. You know, is there any type of decision that's kind of keeping you up at night? Being able to know that, and and this all looks fancy over here, but this is kind of where Club Capital can really help you go through when and how that's going to impact making that hire for the new customer care person or the new salesperson. And then actually really understanding what the real cost of bringing that new employee on is going to be. And oftentimes it's more than what we actually think. Kind of the same thing, what plan is going to get me there the quickest? And so there's the ability to run through the software, some different scenarios for your agency growth so you can better understand it. So it's a, okay, well, what if I do this? And what if I do this? And when do I think that investment in that lead source company is going to start to begin to pay off? And if I hire somebody else, I'm also going to need to buy more leads to give them leads. Okay. And then also, what about gift cards? Uh, David, you were talking about Arctic coolers. You know, when are you going to, when's the right time to make that investment to go spend four or $5,000 in things to be able to have for the business? All of those things are scenarios that can give you clarity. And that's really what it comes down to. Simply put, just know your numbers. Even if you're not a numbers person, know your numbers. I mentioned this before, I won't go too deep into this right now, but there is a big difference in profit and in cash. So profit is simply revenue minus expenses. Profit's an accounting concept. It is fiction. It's a theory of whether or not revenue exceeded expenses, and if so, by how much. And people will say, what do you mean it's fiction? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, next time you go on a trip and you want to book a flight or you want to check into your hotel, tell them you want to pay with last year's profits. Can't do it. You can only pay with cash. So that's a big difference. You can survive if you guys pay attention. Some of you invest in stocks. Uber has been unprofitable for years. I mean, maybe since they started. And so you may say, how in the world have they been able to be unprofitable for all those years? It's because of now they're raising capital for sure from VC companies. And obviously once they went public. So that's another example, kind of on a much bigger scale of how you can go for a large periods of time with negative profits, but you can't lead, have any time, not a day with no cash. You might want to write this down. I like to think of the oxygen of a business is cash and cash flow. The oxygen of your business is cash and cash flow. Last couple of things. Hey, value your time. I know David talks about this a lot. I hope this has been a good return on your investment today. Managing of your partner. So doing certain things to reduce your tax bill and then becoming the CFO of your business and having it as one of the hats 
that you're able to wear and owning your financials. I know probably have some questions around taxes. People like to know some tax hacks along the way. What can I do to reduce my tax bill? So if you've not utilized and don't know what the Augusta rule is, I definitely, I'll give you that one. We're coming out with a podcast specifically on the Augusta rule in the next couple of weeks. I think it's maybe three weeks from now. So you definitely want to look at what the Augusta rule is. It's basically utilizing your house and to be able to have an event. So certainly research that if you have not utilized that. Well, I hope that served all of you. I enjoyed doing that with David and appreciate him and his partnership. Hey, if you want to be a part of calls like that, he does those every single month. And obviously he has his calls twice a week where you can bring your team members on to be able to learn from him and get it done at the highest level. Go to coachpconsulting.com. If you know you want to be able to get some A players on your team so that you can develop them as part of David's program, you want to make sure that you reach out to Autopilot Recruiting. They're working with over a thousand agents at this point to be able to help them to get A players on their team. You know the importance of recruiting on a regular basis. I was just listening to the My First Million podcast and they had a guy, I think his name's Paul English, I believe. And he was talking about recruiting and the host on there, if you listen to them about entrepreneurship, they were asking him about recruiting and you know, the importance. He said, you know what? The thing about it is you've got to be able to do it on a regular basis. It's not just a one-time thing. And immediately made me think about autopilot recruiting because I think in intuitively, there's nothing new about that idea that you need to recruit on a regular basis. I think it's the execution of it is where it comes down. And so whenever you're able to outsource that for a few hundred dollars a month to be able to get you great people, man, my goodness, your biggest investment is going to be in your team. And again, all of you know that. So go to Autopilot Recruiting, make sure you mention and use the code Club Capital to get started. You know, we're getting closer to a few months away from corporate returns that are going to be due for your business. And then ultimately, obviously, in August with your tax returns. Do you know your numbers? Did you get regular financial numbers every single month and know what your monthly run rate is, what your profitability is, so that you have no surprises whenever it comes into? We did an episode on the value of tax planning with Mariana back a few weeks ago, which I encourage you to take a look at. So go to club.com capital and book a no obligation demo and see how club capital can help all right everyone till next episode lead well